Welcome to the Crown Yourself Podcast, where together we build your empire and transform your subconscious stories about what's possible for your business, body, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm a master mindset coach, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, known to my clients as a game changer. Each week, you get the conscious leadership strategies you need to help you reign with courage, clarity, and confidence so that you too can make the income and impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your royal invitation to step into your full potential and reign in your divine purpose. Your sovereignty starts here and your reign is now. Hello, my fellow sovereigns, and welcome back to another episode of the Crown Yourself podcast. I am so honored at your reviews and your shares of this podcast that has grown it so exponentially in the past year. I am so honored for where we are going this year with this podcast and for all the juicy, amazing things I have planned. I entered into 2024, not as I had necessarily hoped, like it was a phenomenal New Year's. We sat on the couch and we had steak and ice cream and chocolate and champagne and we watched The Greatest Showman and Frozen 2 and it was great. Obviously the kids didn't have champagne but they did stay up with us actually until midnight which was a shocker especially for my little two-year-old. And I, I was so grateful like I was so deeply in reverence for the experience of being able to like get grounded in our foundation of our first year, our first New Year's celebration in our home. Like we were celebrating not only our first New Year's, but like in our home, but like this is the the New Year's that we're going to be living in our home for a whole year. And that just being able to do that on the couch with my kids in my jammies, sipping on some Vove and enjoying just the joy of The Greatest Showman, which is my favorite movie by far. It was something that I, I felt that every single former version of me was so proud of myself for that moment. And that's why today I really wanted to come on and, and dive into a, a concept that is on becoming and is on the identity of who you want to become because we know that you don't get what you want you get who you are and in order to get what you want it's about evolving who you are to be a vibrational match for what it is that you want but what does that mean and I mean I can tell you if you man if you told me in 2016 when my goal was to have my million dollar year and that was my goal and have a baby my first baby um i was enrolled in a business coaching program and they're like what do you want who do you have to become here's here's like here's your manifestations jump up and down say your affirmations and i was jumping and i was journaling and i was writing like crazy and i was also so paralyzed with fear paralyzed because in 2017, when my son was born, that, shook, that experience shook me to my core. It brought up all of my childhood insecurities, all of my childhood trauma. It brought forth all of the fears that I had, like the deeply held fears 
that suddenly, and I know I've talked about this on a past podcast episode, that suddenly just hit me in the face when with my son and with this genetic diagnosis that just smacked at my deepest core fear of being fundamentally flawed. And my son is fine. Like six years later, he's fine. He's doing great. He's thriving. He's enjoying life. But back then, I did not know how much deep inner work I had. So no matter how many affirmations or much jumping up and down I could do, my nervous system would not have been regulated to be able to sustain a million dollar a year. Because there are layers to becoming. And in general, when I see that someone is not getting what they want in their life, in their business, with their finances, then it comes down to these layers. And it also comes down to what are they tolerating in their situation. So when we look at these layers of becoming, the first one is wanting to want. And when I look back to who I was in 2017, I was wanting to want to have all those goals of the million dollar goals and all that. I was wanting to want those, but I wasn't in a place that was personally developed to actually sustain and receive those. And that's, that's a huge piece to understand is that your level of power, and we've heard the phrase like money is power. Um, it's simply money is a form of energy and power is, is a, an example of energy. So when we think about money as being power, it's only because it is a powerful energy and vibration. And it's like if your body was struck by lightning, right? Like your body wouldn't actually be able to physically sustain that amount of power going through your body. That's why if you look at lottery winners, they win a bajillion dollars. And then suddenly within like a few short years, they're completely broke or they're back to where they started. So there is the identity of wanting to want something This could be because you've externalized somebody else's goal. This could be because you're, you see a goal that somebody else has and you're thinking, oh, I I should have that. I should want that. I, I am a business owner. And that's why I loved my interview with uh, Emma Vega Malta and how she was going for her seven figure year. And she realized that she was actually really quite happy with a multi six figure business that just really sustained and took care of her clients and allowed her to have a really full, beautiful life. So I'll link to that episode below because I really think it's a valuable episode to understand like, are the things that you say that you want, are they actually something that you do want? Are they actually something that you do want to sustain, to receive, to have, to grow? And is that in alignment with where you are now in your personal and spiritual development. A lot like I can definitely say for certain that me back in 2017, a million dollars was not. It would have been hitting I, I I would have been hit by lightning. Like it would not I was not in the space to receive that, to have that, to sustain that. So we want to look at then that next layer of just wanting. So 
wanting, it does mean you're in that stage of striving. It does mean you're in that stage of actively doing, you're exploring. And I know in past podcast episodes, I've talked about the the four learning stages. So we have the unconscious incompetence, which is the, the first one, where you don't know what you don't know, but you think you know it all. And then you have the second layer of learning, which is conscious incompetence, where you know what you that you don't know something and you're trying to figure it out, but you're figuring out the mistakes that you're making after you make the mistakes. And then we move to that level of conscious competence, which is the level where you are able to identify the potential pitfall before it happens or like right as it's about to happen and you stop and you hit the brakes and you say, nope, not going there because you know the trend, the pattern, the vibration, the frequency, the experience, the habit as to where it's going. So that is a stage of wanting is that dance in the in-between between conscious incompetence and conscious competence where you're in a space of striving, you're actively doing, you're exploring, you're testing, you're experimenting, you're growing, you're failing, you're making the mistakes, you are falling on your face, you are succeeding and picking yourself back up. And that is a stage that requires the most amount of endurance. It really does. It's it, it involves so much grit to be able to grow through that instead of taking the default armoring position that our egos love to have when their egos are getting battered and bruised and broken um, along the way. Instead of taking that armoring position, it is actually about expanding even more into love, even more into the seeing the opportunity through the crisis or the challenge or the problem. It's even more about how is this growing me through this? What is this eye of the needle that I need to thread myself into to be able to to transform? What is the chrysalis that I get to go into to transform and be transmuted from a caterpillar into a butterfly? What is that space? And that space is uncomfortable because sometimes it will require stillness. Like so often when we're wanting, we're in that space of the mistakes and the doing, the striving and the going for it. But there's also the requirement for the moments of stillness because then you have the third layer of becoming, the third level, which is embodiment. And if you think about that third level of being fully embodied, which means you are a vibrational match for what it is that you say that you want, you are operating as if the person and version of you, your higher self, your sovereign self, who is operating as your highest self, who is already embodied, who's already done the thing that you want to do, well, she's not wondering, like, how do I do this? What do I do? Oh my gosh, I failed at this. No, like, she's looking at the failures that she had and it's like, oh, that that small thing was a problem for me. Oh, that's that's like child's play now. So I look back on my journey as a as a business owner to give you an example. And there were certain struggles that I would have early on that if I received a negative email or a hate comment, it would just paralyze me. I would be so scared. I'd be avoidant. I wouldn't want to deal with it. I'd I'd freak out. I'd have anxiety. I'd feel just this like crippling anxiety about 
the, you know, responding or what to do or how to how to circumvent this, how to how to alchemize this, how to make it so that this was not a problem or that it didn't destroy everything. And it makes me think of my six year old um, who I just love. But the, the drama at six, it's like there's such a short lifespan. And so when you think of something, it's like this is going to destroy everything that I've worked for. And it's like, no, that it's, it's one hater. Like it's really, it's really not a big deal. Um, and I just, I just have such compassion and love for my six-year-old who I'm seeing that, that personified through. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I, I healed those parts of me that were just like the excessive extreme level of drama where one hateful comment is like, that's going to destroy my reputation. Cause poor Declan, he's like, <laughs> when he gets, you know, when he gets a, a, a punishment or like loses his iPad, he's like, forever? Am I losing it forever? And, and I'm like, no, dude, you, you're losing it for 24 hours. <laughs> like that's, that's the, the consequence for the actions of what you did. Um, but that the whole timeline and the perception of infinity and that like 24 hours to a six-year-old is like an eternity and same with our and so this is where the inner child healing really gets to come in not only with parenting but also with as we grow and evolve we're gonna see those moments where we're not acknowledging that very dramatic inner child whose timeline was so short that everything seemed so monumental and that's where we get to look and hold her and heal her and or him and honor him and just give them so much love and nurture them as that parent to our own inner child. And this is where you really get to grow when you start when you're in that space of wanting and you're going and you're failing and you're you're facing those problems and you're facing those challenges and you get to parent yourself and recognize hey like this is not, it's not the end of the world. It's everything's gonna be okay. It's a hiccup. It's a blip. It's not even this giant big thing. Because when we start accessing that higher self, that future self as our guide, that allows us to be in greater relationship with the embodiment which helps us to then better embody and model her because it is our inner child that needs that healing and space in order to have the full becoming. So every problem, every issue, every challenge that comes in the space of when you're seeing all the things that you want to create and do and be and have, when you fa are faced with those challenges, that's when you have the opportunity to parent yourself through that problem and be the guide who's like, look, I know 24 hours to you seems like an eternity, but I promise you, in the grand scheme of things, you probably won't even remember this in a week. It's a blip. And as long as we learn the learning lessons of what not to do in the future, of, of what we can do better, then that's how we then make those micro adjustments along the way to grow, evolve, and become and fully embody that future version of ourself who already has, does, and is everything that we want to be, do, and have. So I want you to look at all the goals that you have for 2024. And I know, 
If you're driving, like, no need to pull them out or anything, but just think of one. And where are you on the scale of becoming it? Is it wanting to want? Is it a goal that you feel like you've been told you should have and you're like wanting to want it, but you don't really want it? You'll know when you're wanting to want a goal. When you see others have it and you should yourself. Oh, I should have that. I should be there by now. Well, you're not. Because the only place to grow is from acceptance, is from that space of not should, it's not in the past or in the future, it's not It's not in a state of guilt or shame, it's from an acceptance of like, that is something that I do deeply want. I recognize that thing that I want is not actually in my awareness and consciousness right now. And I am choosing to go through and go for this desire and let it evolve me and grow me for the highest and best good of all involved. And that's how you quickly move through the wanting to want, to the wanting, to the embodying. So when you think of that goal that you have, are you in the space of shooting yourself? And if you're in the goal, if you're in the space of wanting, and you're in that layer of becoming of wanting, meaning you're striving, you're doing, you're actively exploring, a lot of times, especially for high achievers, the wanting stage is coupled with a lot of busyness. There's a lot of movement. There is a lot of generating. There's a lot of generation. But there's not so much time to step back and work on the plan, work on the strategy, work on the overall vision, and to hold that higher vision for what you're desiring to create. So in order to move from wanting into embodying, not only does it take nurturing your inner child, but it also takes seeing what it is that you want and then really chunking up to that 40,000 foot view, understanding why you want it, really deeply, why do you want it? And from there, operating with service and looking at holding the vision as to who do you need to become to already have it and then start acting as her. And that doesn't mean like journaling it out or affirmations or all of that can work if it works for you. What it does mean is, is if your future self, like, yes, there will be moments where you'll be in a state or in a space of push or powerful passion and like almost obsession and you're just going for it. You're just driving forward. But make sure that there are those moments of stillness so that you can ensure that the plane is not getting off course from the destination. That with all the adjustments and micro adjustments and dealing with, you know, weather and things that happen like a pilot does, a pilot doesn't necessarily think they're off track if they hit a storm. And sometimes when we're in the wanting stage, when we hit a storm, we think, oh, that's that means I'm off track. No, not necessarily. Sometimes that storm is something that you need to go through to get to your destination. So it's up to you to check your navigation to make sure you are on track with your why, with what it is that you want, with the alignment behind that and who you're becoming and then 
What do you have to be to go through that? To go through that storm, to weather the storm. Do you have to be flexible, adaptable, maybe pivot, recheck, go around it, go above it, go below it? And typically in flying, there is the need to go above the problem, go above the storm. So how do you get yourself above the storm? Well, it comes back to that vision piece of being able to hold a vision higher and beyond the feeling of the problem and how you get above the problem as you actually look at the problem, you know that the problem is there, and then you look above to the opportunity that's providing you and you lean into the opportunity for the growth and you pull that throttle, I think it is. Um, I'm not a pilot yet, so we're going to learn. That is a goal, though, in the next decade. And you pull whatever you need to pull to get yourself above the storm and into the space of seeing the opportunity, into the space of allowing it to grow you and lift you up into a higher realm of consciousness. And from there, you then sustain, weather the storm, and then you come down through the clouds, making sure that you're still on the right navigation, still on the right path, and come back to your destination. And that is where you're starting to embody it. It does require you to pull up. It does require in that wanting stage to pull above the problem to another state of consciousness of acceptance. So you're not trying to deny that the storm is there. You're very aware that it's there. You're not trying to circumvent it. You're not trying to go around it. You are choosing to go above it to see how it's there for you to allow you to evolve. You're choosing to be flexible, adaptable, maybe even coachable, hopefully coachable. And in order to get what you need, get the space, get the safety in that space of acceptance and neutrality, where you're not being tossed about by the storm, in order to come back down through the clouds once, once you've passed overhead the storm. Because then you land into the embodiment, into that space where there is so much trust in what is unfolding, where there is so much trust in what is unfolding, and you already know in your gut, heart, and brain how to navigate that storm so that you don't have to consciously think about, oh my gosh, now I need to pull up and I need to get above the storm and how do I get around it? No, it just is natural like, oh, that's the next move. Okay, we're just going to go up a little higher because your future self is looking at the problems from six months ago, a year ago, five years ago, and they are so piddly and small and sad that she handles those with ease. Like it's not even an issue for her. And that's where we want to get you to. And so if you'd like this level of support from consciousness, from creating holistic success, I am creating something that I am so excited to invite you into. It is the Divine Birthright Mastermind. This is for you if mediocrity makes you want to vomit, if you know that you're here to break the mold, 
if you actually need strategy and shifts and actual tools that will help you shift your limiting beliefs, move beyond them, not just like, let's give you some like good vibes and energy, which I'm all about good vibes and energy, but like we also need energy, embodiment of that energy, and then the strategy. If you're seeking holistic success, meaning life and business and babies and fur babies and love life and and home life and environment and your body and your health is all thriving, all operating in glorious synergy. If you want a muse, a guide, a coach with nine years of experience serving high-performing leaders with multi-million dollars in results for her clients and 16 years of experience as an entrepreneur, if you desire a combination of energetic and practical strategy to take your life and business to the next level, if you devour a good challenge for breakfast and you take on what you thought six months ago was impossible, make it a reality, and then take pictures of it and show it off on social media as a testimony for all of what is possible. If that is you and you're like, holy crap, yes, that sounds like me. I could totally be up to that. If you're willing to collaborate like a mofo and you're willing to experiment, try new strategies, tactics, habits, and see what can work for you and where you want to go. If you're open and generous and vulnerable and sovereign in your choices, if you're willing to be generous and share generously with your fellow sovereigns within this container, then I would love to invite you into the divine birthright. I will leave a link below in the description if you're feeling called to go forth and really claim this because this is this is something new. I am so honored. I've been coaching one-on-one for nine years now, and it's been a hot minute since I've done a group coaching program of this caliber where we are going to be doing coaching to take your mindset and your skill set and your systems and your branding and your marketing and your sales and your vision and your team and your data and your visibility to the next level. You're going to be brainstorming with connections and you're going to be growing your visibility, getting the deep work, get shit done time where you can actually do the most courageous and game-changing work on the physical plane embodied as your sovereign self who already has, does, and is what it is you want to be, do, and have. So we're going to take you through those moments. Like if you, there are things and projects that you've been avoiding and you're like, oh no, I, I, I'll just, I'll put it, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. That shit's going to be cut out real quick. So we're going to have a get shit done office hour where we will literally go through a practice to embody. And then all of those things that you've been avoiding. And I know we're going to, we're going to get to face that. We're going to get to face that, but you won't have to do it alone. You'll get to face it together within this container of sovereign leaders who are choosing to rise. I am so excited for this mastermind. This is something that I have desired to create as a sacred container to just hold the growth and expansive potential for the powerful energy of the visionary leader and combining it with the masculine strategy and the structure, and having that feminine flow and power from that space of the visionary, which is where you sit on your throne and claim your divine birthright. I will leave a link in the description. If this feels aligned for you, then I look forward to seeing you inside of the divine birthright this year.
And with that, as always, if this podcast served you, please share it with a friend who is on a similar journey of evolution and growing into their sovereignty and their true rooted power in their own internal revolution against fear. I am so honored to be here on this podcast to serve you. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, your patience, your listening, your attention, and all of the energy that you've given this podcast. I honor you and I thank you so much for it. As always, own your throne, mind your business because your reign is now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and start creating a bigger impact now by sharing this with a friend. Just by doing that one simple act of kindness, you are creating a royal ripple to support more people in their sovereignty. And if you're not already following on social media, connect with me everywhere at crownyourself.now for more inspiration. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules. Because today, secretness crown of this container of sovereigns that... If it feels aligned, I am so excited to invite you into. Thank you so much for being a part of the Crown Yourself community and of this podcast. And I so am so excited for what 2024 has in store for all of us.